and we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 249, aka season 3, episode 69, ooh, provocative, uh, coming at you this week. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. Welcome back. Hope you had an amazing vacation and travels around the lower 48, my friend. Yeah, I did. It was good. Nice. Well, with family. Always. Sometimes a good time. I'm not going to say always. Um, and with MC being back, you know what that means. We have call-in numbers for you to dial since he runs that stuff on his side. Uh, 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, again, welcome back, MC. Uh, any any news from around the world uh, while you were gone that you want to touch upon today? I wasn't aware anything was still happening. I thought I thought they they paused politics for uh, you know the winter break. They did. They did. They, they did. Oh did. wow! Yeah. <laughs> see, <laughs> I was going to say they paused it for for my break. You know because oh. I was you know busy, and so now they can start again now that I'm you know back in Hawaii. So the the last you were here, we were talking about like the impeachment of Donald Trump. And, you know, all the, the ins and outs, the ramifications of that. And that's like, that's the second big story uh, around the, the, you know, around the, the world of politics right now. And that's gone nowhere, right? Like, it's basically, it's, it's stalled right there. Mm-hmm. And the last uh, headline that I saw was that uh, Nancy Pelosi was planning on turning over the articles of impeachment uh, to, the, to the Senate for the trial sometime this week. Like, it might happen this week. So, they, they finally... You know, she she tried to stonewall them. I guess she tried to make demands, and they went, "Yeah, we don't really. You you can't make demands on us, and we, you know, so on and so forth." And you know, so she's finally backing down and is ready to turn that over and get yeah, whatever trial, whatever show trial um, they decide to have. Um, and a secondary headline to that was, I don't know, I forget who it was, um, but someone is thinking about like petitioning the Supreme Court to nullify. Uh, the impeachment vote and, you know, basically <laughs> make like that didn't happen at all. So things are, things are going to be getting into the, into the, into the groove this week. We'll we follow up on that story. Um, other than that, the only other big thing was, you know, the, the bombing of the Iranian general um, and the retaliations and that uh, Ukrainian flight that went down. And I don't know, I don't even know if you have any thoughts on any of that or if any of that matters to you, MC, because I mean, who well, cares? Well, I certainly feel bad that uh, you know, people got shot down on a plane. That's that's terrible. Um, I hear it was an accident. Accidents happen, and uh, you know, especially when you got missiles pointed at planes um, or other countries. That's the um, unfortunate part, right? Like, it, does the United States have any culpability in that for provoking Iran to need missile defense in this t- at this time? You know what I mean? Like I don't want to, I don't want to blame the United States, but I also, you know, it's hard to blame Iran as well when you go like, well, they they just blew up their general, and they're threatening other attacks, and so they've got their missile defense ready to go, and they accidentally shot a plane down, right? Yeah, it's, I like mean, it's shared responsibility. I don't know. <laughs> I, well, I I don't even want to go there, but it's just you know, shit happens. Um, well, that's a hard line to take too. Shit happens because we're talking about you know we're talking about military weapons taking down a civilian plane, and it's hard to say 
shit happens because that type of shit should never happen. Right. I mean, that's, you know, especially from well, the Iranian perspective in your own country. Right. We, we also shouldn't invade other countries without a declaration of war and that shit happens too. So it's like, um, there's, there's a long history of, of shit happening that shouldn't happen. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing I can do about it is, is kind of my point. Um, okay. you know, it's, I think it's a consequence of having too much government and, uh, you know, too, too, uh, uh, too easy of, uh, you know, the ability to, to launch, you know, <laughs> it should be much harder. It should be. Oh, and that's the, okay. So let's touch on that for a moment because that was the other weird thing that was going on, right? Like the, the president, you know, uh, approved of the assassination of the general, uh, Iran retaliated, the president threatened, uh, what was it? 52 or whatever, some odd targets in Iran, uh, sent out a tweet, said, this is my notice to, to Congress, uh, that, you know, if, if, if they attack us, if they were, if they retaliate, then we will hit them hard and swift. Right. And then someone had to point out that, uh, you know, uh, you, you can't really do that. And the weird thing is that they were going to, I think it was the house or whatever, they were going to pass a resolution, uh, saying that the president's not allowed to do that. Right. And I, in the back of my mind, I'm going like, do, do you need to pass a resolution? Like, isn't that, isn't that resolution like already in the constitution, like the war powers and all that other stuff? Like, doesn't, doesn't Congress have to declare a war before the president can, can act like a warlord? You, right. Like why do you need a separate, that. you would think. And, and that's goes to back to, you know, do you really care about the, the intent of the constitution or not? And most generals do not care anymore. Uh, maybe, Many years ago, they would be like, "No, we can't do anything without uh, an act uh, from Congress." Uh, now, if, if they feel it will help their careers, um, they will do it. And of course, it would hurt their career if they don't. So, um, most likely, they'll just do whatever the president says. And the crazy thing is, is what what I think happened is most likely the you know when that when that Iranian general was was. In Iraq, uh, they they probably gave Trump a list of things that he could do, and he picked the craziest one, which is you know <laughs> blow him up him. on the tarmac. And I think, in one way, I mean, if if you're uh, a believer in in the deep state, and the deep state, uh, you know, wants to control you, then picking the most crazy option on there would give a signal to the deep state, like, don't give me crazy options anymore, <laughs> right? Okay. It's like, it's, and I'm not saying he's like playing 4D chess or anything, but, uh, but. With it, the deep state? Like, you, 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 you would think that, you know, uh, if, if you're going to give somebody all these options and one of them is really crazy, that there's a possibility he'll pick that one, right? Um, so. I'm still, I'm, you got to explain a little bit more on the 4D chess thing. Are you saying that Trump is trying not to be controlled by the deep state or trying to prove that he is not uh, part of or being controlled by the deep state by, no, I, by taking I, that option? I, I think it was more of his, his normal uh, personality or his complex or whatever. Sure. To, to do something uh, unexpected. Let's put it that way. Okay. That's so, I'll buy that. I, uh, 
but <laughs> it's it's also a good message like like if you think this is too crazy and extreme why is it even on the list right <laughs> like if you're Cause, gonna because <laughs> we didn't think he'd actually pick that option right then you it shouldn't have, be you, on then it shouldn't be on the list is my is my point and you can have the you can have the steak you can have the pork chops you can have the baked chicken or you can eat this pile of shit over here it goes you know what i'm gonna take that pile of shit right <laughs> we did we did not think he would pick that we oh my gosh he's going to eat shit right i mean it could be like one of those right Right. So ridiculous of a choice that no one would actually pick it, right? It's like three of the four answers on who wants to be a millionaire for the first question, right? No one, everyone knows those are wrong, and he would pick it. I still want to go to the point about the, the resolution. Like, let, okay, so let's say they're, they're obviously ignoring the Constitution to begin with. Uh, so what if the, the House passes their resolution that says, no, we're we're sorry, Mr. President Trump. Uh, you you cannot, uh, in fact, uh, act like a act like a warlord uh, at this time because uh, we said so. Like if he's already ignoring the Constitution, like is he, <laughs> is he really going to follow uh, what the what whatever resolution the House passes? Like what what is, does that even make sense to you that they're trying that and what do they well, hope to accomplish? It it doesn't make sense to me that generals are are or or the other organizations are are taking orders directly from from Donald Trump or the, or they they're even asking him on okay. certain things like let's say it's let's say it's the you know department of defense's job to um to protect uh the the embassy over there in Iraq why do okay. they need why do they need Trump's approval or his discretion about how we're going to protect uh the embassy you know that sh they should already be doing that stuff regardless of what what trump says um and if it and if they do need trump's approval or guidance on how to do something um uh, i don't know how how i sh should say this it should be like stuff that they already know you know it shouldn't okay. be they shouldn't be asking uh the president uh, about what to do about you know any single person or threat or whatever so um, you know why? Why even give the president the the choices? Like, is it uh, is defending the the embassy a political thing, or how you defend? The, uh, I guess I'm getting off well, track here. I'm losing track of what I you know. If I don't really have a point. Okay, <laughs> that's what you want I mean, to know. No, no, I just I'm you know it's to to, to me it's a bizarre situation. Again, I'll just reiterate, it's a bizarre situation where what he's doing is already unconstitutional uh, by, by, like, so many metrics, right? Well, and, it, and the response it, isn't, isn't to call him out on it being unconstitutional or stop him from the unconstitutionality of it, if that's your thing. It doesn't have to be your thing, and we can talk about it if it's not your thing. But then to say, like, no, 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 now that we know he's doing it, we're going to pass another law that prevents him from doing it. Uh, as if that law, whatever they pass, yeah. uh, is going to carry more weight than the Constitution, which he's already ignoring. I guess there's, is, there's is just setup. There's there's just so many uh, variables in in this topic uh, because it's it's constantly changing too. So, like the the decision to kill the general was one thing, but the decision to you know possibly 
shoot missiles into Iraq would be another. Okay. Um, so, so they're okay with him assassinating the general, but they don't they don't want him escalating it any further without without their signed sealed approval of you know maybe some, yeah, okay and then you, then you, then you'd also have to believe that that general was going to uh, you know attack the embassy somehow or direct attacks to it, which I don't know if that's true or not either. You know, I hard I to prove kinda, at this point. I kind of don't believe that he was he was there to do that um i can see why they would make up the the idea that they they were afraid of this guy um but you know it's like for, for me i i don't know why we even have an embassy in iraq i think uh we've we've got enough enemies uh, over there um that it's it's not even worth it sure um I mean, so, if you if you ask why he's there, like I I've seen uh, reports that he was uh, tricked into being there by the United States. Like they invited him there for like a diplomatic meeting of some kind, and then once they knew he was there, then they went, okay, we got him out of his little whatever he's hiding from in Iran, and then boom, blow him up in Iraq. <laughs> so that it might be true. They, I like, don't know. they tricked him. Right? He was he he wasn't in Iraq. Uh, to like to to go embassy bombing, he was there like on an invite to negotiate something, and then got you know blown to smithereens. Yeah, and that's crazy. It is. It's entirely. It's bonkers. Um, now I'll, I'll throw this question out there as well. Um, with the election coming up, right? You know, tip, you know they 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 trounced out all of his old tweets of about Obama going like. No, Obama's going to like bomb Iran in order to get reelected and, you know, uh, he, he needs to start a war in order to stay in power and all this. And people are digging that up uh, to throw in Trump's face, right? Like, mm-hmm. look, this you're this is the reason why you're doing this. Um, but honestly, in my opinion, um, if I were a voter, right, bombing Iran um, and the general and like, you know, doing that would be, would have a negative effect. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, I would not want to vote for that person. And considering all the talk that he was, you know, well ahead of any democratic competitor and seemed as if reelection was all but in the bag at this point, even though it's really early on, um, do you, what, what is your thoughts on whether or not this act uh, bolstered or hurt his his reelection campaign. Um, well, I think it rallies his his troops on his side, and, and that's half of it is just making sure that your your team is 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 awake to go get up and and do the necessary voting. Um, okay, so like fortifying other, the base, basically. Sure, sure. Base I mean, that's pretty okay. much you know has has been his strong point uh, since he's got elected, and he's going to keep doing that. So. Well, you know, that's the weird thing, right? It worked the first time around. If the if if the base hasn't changed, right, and that's that's the other weird thing. If the base hasn't changed, I, then it's, yeah, what what you know what difference? Well, it's make? it's it's just like I said, it's keeping keeping them on their toes and and interested in in him. It's like it's uh, as long as his popularity is the most important thing, whether it's positive or negative in the media, that's that's what's going to help him win. <laughs> Well, and you know, d- depending on which media you talk to, right? It's either the media or fake news. Sure. And the base rallies around, like, yeah, yeah, he called CNN fake news again. <laughs> they don't know the real story. Mm-hmm. So, how do, what is the yeah, truth? But, 
but it works for him. It doesn't matter. Oh, what yeah, the absolutely truth is. works. Yeah, it, it doesn't. The truth doesn't matter. Is 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 Trump's name in the media? And that's and so, okay. Yeah, he's gonna win again for sure. So no matter what, as long as his name's in the media, he wins. Yeah, I mean that's that's the the idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. it's it's what works, but um, yeah, I don't want to call it too early. Um, what's his name? Bloomberg's running too. Well, yeah, sure, but. I mean, it's that's the weird thing, right? Like, there's so many people who are still announcing, number one, but we all know it's going to come down to whoever the Democrats pick, right? Or whoever mm-hmm. the, whoever wins the Democratic nomination, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I follow the Libertarian news outlets as well, um, and there's you know there's there's mixed reviews, I guess, uh, for for the latest guy who will probably win the the Libertarian nomination. And whether or not he's a he's a real libertarian, or whether or not he's well libertarian enough to get us some headlines, right? We need headlines, guys, right? We need headlines, sure, yeah. <laughs> we'll take him. We'll take him. If he's going to bring in headlines. We'll take him. Um, and then I think he's like uh, Lincoln Chaffee, or however you say his name. Are you familiar with this guy at all? No. Okay. Don't worry about it then. Uh, from Rhode Island. Take take that however you want. But he was on um, Kennedy. And she was interviewing, and she asked, uh, man, oh, shoot, I forget, I even forget the line of questioning that she asked, right? And it was like, it, it could have been straightforward libertarian answers. Like, no, 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 if you know, if you're, if you're, uh, it might have been like a Second Amendment question. Like, can, 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 uh, can young adults carry AK-47s out in the open? And the libertarian answer should be, yeah, absolutely, right? Freedom, freedom, baby, freedom and liberty. And he like not only did not answer the question, right? Tried to change the subject, talking about you know, um, well, you'd probably be okay with this, MC, like foreign policy and what's going on with Trump being like the most important things to talk about right now, as if the question wasn't uh, uh, a libertarianly, if the question wasn't like a setup for a libertarian to like softball knock out of the park, right? Mm-hmm. Like what's the what's the libertarian answer to 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 carrying assault weapons? We're for it. Uh, you know, kind of a thing, and he like he not only didn't answer, but again dodged completely. Um, and he's the one, like he's the he's the the new he's the 2020 libertarian messiah uh, coming to <laughs> get the party recognition, right? Because that's all the that's all the libertarian party cares about at this point is like, can we get a name that can get us like one or two percent? So can we do that? No one's gonna win. They're not gonna win. Yeah, they have no I chance. Mean, th- that's that's all strategy stuff though and i i don't really care what they do or how they do it like that's that's kind of their job so um who's who are you specifically talking about like the the high well, ranking the, party members or yeah the the you know the the what do you call it the big l party yeah um so it's like whatever they do i it's uh i mean maybe you could you could hope that they have a more principled person to uh, spread the ideas but uh you know whatever they think is important it's that's fine with me i don't really care like <laughs> you know it's not well, uh, you you it, don't care you know, personally it, but it, you're more far, involved with the big l people that i am back home right for like, for, for my own reasons though it's, it okay. has has little to do with are they actually going to win so it's um yeah i don't i don't uh support individual candidates anymore with with uh 
monetary donations. Okay, that's um, fine. But but I would help uh, try to recruit more members in, into the party, uh, and then if they want to give money to a candidate, that's their business. Okay, so your involvement with the the Big L Party, even if, even even if it's the local party in Hawaii, mm-hmm. is more to do with recruitment and getting people involved. Right. As opposed to like the actual politics of winning elections. Right. Fair. All right. That's fair. And every, and everybody's got their own their own agenda. And the, of course, the the agenda of the the party is to to put libertarians in office. Sure. Um, and so we had the the one guy here from uh, um, New York, uh, Brooklyn, and whatever. I forget, I forget his name. But anyway, uh, his his whole thing was. Uh, what they're having success with in New York is is getting other parties or other members of other parties to adopt the libertarian uh, moniker to say you know I'm a I'm a libertarian Republican or Republican libertarian. Okay. Uh, so they're you know moving towards our direction instead of uh, away from it, and uh, and and the, and they also do the same thing with Democrats. So so they have libertarian Democrats, um, and. You know how valuable is that to us? Well, not much, except for those people will be less likely to uh, enact legislation that is, uh, you know, against us. So, okay, you know, it's not so like they're going to get. About... Ri- they're not going to get rid of the government, but hopefully, they they understand that you know some people in the U.S. like to be free. <laughs> so. Okay, so you're talking about uh, people who are already in places of power and elected positions adopting. The, the or, libertarian or, moniker, or people that are running, trying to get elected, and they're trying to okay. use the libertarian moniker to to get them elected, um, okay. and and so it's it's helpful to get uh, you know the brand out there, but but also uh, you know helps you know define you know each candidate you know what you know kind of what they uh, uh, believe in um, you know whether or okay. not they're you know, hard hardcore libertarians or not. I mean, technically, all the politicians in the U.S. should be libertarians if if they you know believe in like the whole you know american dream type thing limited um, government small constitutional yes yeah, so, yeah, some sure. some type some some type of limits uh would make that make every politician in office more libertarian than they are but uh yeah that's you know that's the direction we want to see things headed uh well consider me still skeptical as the well, as sure the, as the anarchist <laughs> as experience be. Right, I I think they would adopt that moniker, uh, not you because mean, they've adopted the positions, but because they want to steal votes and get libertarians. You mean you're not you're not holding your you're not holding your breath? No, not a chance, man. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You know, we're we're gonna be fine doing you know our thing, regardless, or we're gonna die trying. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's that's a, the whole thing. <laughs> it's a it's 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 a weird thing. Uh, again, being a being a participant of the Free State Project. And being in New Hampshire, surrounded uh, for the most part, because I don't really, I don't, you know, I don't date outside my circle. I guess is a simple way to put it. Like I don't hang out with non-liberty-minded folks anymore, uh, for the most part. Like I don't, you know, I, I I don't have work friends. I don't have, uh, you know, I don't have friends outside of the liberty community. So I'm always around these people, um, and you know, a lot of them. Uh, we've talked about it before. Are 
of the political mindset, right? Mm-hmm. We need to get more local candidates, liberty-minded people in local office and support this guy and come hold this sign yeah, and donate it, to this campaign. I think I, the difference I, between me and you is like I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's it's a matter of, of tactics and, and, and you know, they got to do what they – they uh, think is the right thing to do and, and, and the most effective thing that they can do. Um, you know, it, if some candidate eventually, you know, gets uh, elected and he ends up, you know, passing a law that is anti-liberty, you know, I won't be surprised. <laughs> but, well, duh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, more likely if it's a libertarian candidate, he's going to do less harm than, uh, than uh, you know, what's her name? Uh, uh, Ocasio Cortez or whatever uh, yeah. her name is. That's the other weird thing, right? So there's an organization here that does like the the year end of p- politician awards, and they give out awards for like the most libertarian candidate based on their voting record, right? And I go, well, if if you guys are putting in these liberty candidates, shouldn't it be like a a all way tie, like every year? Like which liberty, like which two liberty candidates are voting opposite on certain issues and both claiming to have the libertarian position, right? You know what I mean? Doesn't make mm-hmm. sense to me. Like the I, I I'm not I don't remember the guy's name. He's like you know the winner of this year's award goes to you know candidate A for being for ha- for having voted the most libertarian on all these issues. Uh, but the organization hands out like uh, uh, voting cards, right? They go like we read the bill. And if you believe in liberty, you're supposed to vote this way, right? And which means that some libertarian candidates, some liberty-minded candidates are reading the bill, reading their report on the bill and going like, yeah, you know what? Not on this issue. Not, no, I'm not going to hold the liberty line on that one. Um, and again, <laughs> which is, which is bizarre to me that it's not, you know, that we, that the, the free state project um, as a project or the members, not the project itself has managed to get certain um, liberty-minded individuals in office and yet they're not all voting the same way like to me that's there's a dis in my mind there's a disconnect somewhere and i'm not going to support any of them uh you know with with time money or energy mm-hmm. because i'm you know i'm just i'm not my thing right yeah well i mean most most likely you would be disappointed at some aspect of uh, how they perform so um yeah, I don't, Always. don't don't I don't blame you. <laughs> you know, and that's that's the weird thing, you know, it just uh, government as, as a whole, that's why I don't understand why people support it so as much as they do. It's like I I I challenge people to pick something that the government could do to make you uh not support them anymore. Like, and and if and when I do that challenge, like they've already done worse than I could possibly imagine, like even in a comic book scenario. Yes. Uh, then, so I can obviously cannot support like the, and I think uh, most people haven't thought about drawing a line on, on, you know, what, what could the government do that, that would uh, make me, uh, uh, you know, kick them to the curb. Um, yeah. The line in the sand doesn't exist. Right, it's it's survival yeah. instinct over fight for what you believe in, for the vast majority of people. Yeah, well, because like you said, what would it take? What would it take? Mo- for most you people to are support? so stupid that the law is the law means something to them, and also when when voting for candidates, uh, I can't vote for this person because he can't win. 
like okay well yeah. then it's, it's like it's over like it's a dumb game <laughs> it is completely <laughs> and yet everyone uh, and like a hundred million play it every four years and yeah it's, it's retarded it's it's it's, it's so, so ridiculous it's a, a really dumb game and people shouldn't play it and 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 sometimes they they talk about changing the way the game is played so uh I like the idea of uh, the uh, the approval based voting, so where uh, you could vote multiple times. You know, if okay. there's ten if there's ten people and there, all, all these people could be president, and I would be happy. And then you just vote for all of them, um, like the ranked choice or whatever they call it. Well, you don't even have to rank it. You could just okay. you could just make it simple. Like anybody who I approve gets gets a check mark uh, check from me, and whoever has the most checks, whoever is the most approved, and so okay. that way people wouldn't have to focus on. Uh, whether or not this is your favorite, it's just like, is this person acceptable? And there's a high possibility that if there was, you know, 10 people, uh, that there'd be enough people that, that dislike Trump, but okay. like a different guy, that that other guy would have, you know, slightly more checks than, than Trump or Hillary. So know? the libertarian candidate could win in your scenario because Democrats would also well, check the libertarian box and so would Republicans. Well, maybe not even libertarian, but uh, somebody else. You know, at okay. that at, at the point independent that you, third party. At the point where you have a possibility of you know ten people, and all that has to win is everybody approves of this person, then it might not be libertarian. It might just be some r- random person that Joe that is that is likable and uh, doesn't seem like he'll fuck it up. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Which is the opposite of what you get with Hillary and Trump. There's people that say, "I know he's going to fuck it up, and I know she's going to fuck it up." Uh, you know, okay. m- maybe some other person that uh, you know seems uh, uh, less uh, threatening or uh, yeah, just more likable. Maybe maybe that person could win. I'm not saying that that person is going <laughs> to make any better, uh, you know, decisions uh, in office because uh, I think highly, it's, un- highly unlikely. I think it's uh, an an impossibility because people that want that position are probably bad people. But whatever. I think yeah. it would be more interesting than the current the current game. I think the current game is just like just silly. Sure, but and and to change that, right? You would need you would need a. The... Sorry, dogs came in. Oh, okay. Man, I thought yeah, shushing me. No. <laughs> Don't shh me. Don't shh me. <laughs> No, okay, I see your I see your point, and but it would it would take uh, yeah. the the person in charge willing to risk their position, right, in order to make that change. Like uh, uh, one of the candidate uh, uh, candidacy promises of Elizabeth Warren was that you know she she'll be the last person elected by the electoral college <laughs> because after she wins, she'll make sure that the electoral college is is disbanded. And banned, and only uh, only popu- the the popularity vote would carry all future presidential votes, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what she wants. So she'll win by electoral college, and then you know and and you know uh, pull the ladder up, I guess, for lack of a better term, pull the ladder up behind her, and say like nobody else can win like this, <laughs> right? So someone would have to like win by you know electoral college or popular vote or whatever, if it's a smaller office, whatever. Um, and then say like, you know what? We're just going to have these, you know, uh, this checkbox voting, right? And uh, what did you call it? What's the term you used, MZ? Because I'm spacing on it. Not oh, right appro- choice. Uh, approval. Approval. Voting. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to change it so it's approval voting going forward. And I think 
that I can win re-election based on approval voting as well, even though, you know, I I already won by sure. the, the current standard. I, st- I still think maybe Congress could pull it off if they really wanted to, but there's no okay. reason for them to do that. They like it the way it is. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they would, someone, a lot of people would have to go like, no, we're, we're, we're going to risk it to, to make this big change. And I don't, I don't see it happening at all. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless of course, right. They, someone, you know, puts it through, it gets voted and Trump's, you know, on his, uh, at the, uh, in his reelection term, right. So after 2020, his second term, um, and he's like, you know, I'm just, we're going to shoot this whole system to hell and just starts, you know, signing off on all this dumb shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Ah, proof of voting. Why not? I'm done here. You guys do it. <laughs> yeah. That could be interesting. Maybe. Yeah. But we'll see. And and some some things like that maybe could be tried in a, in another country besides the US. Um Okay. I would I would still love to see some some place uh spontaneously order itself and, you know, declare itself free from all the other uh countries and, you know, just do things different. I don't even care if they're a hundred percent free, but just, just try, you know, just try to be more free than the other ones. Chile, and, and, then, and then, Venezuela. And then, yeah. And just see what happens. Um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, libertarian ideas need to be tried more and, you know, it's like economic free zones, uh, Hong Kong or, you know, Singapore or whatever. Um, I think, you know, it, at least the economics part makes makes sense, um, okay. and then just add the the social freedoms too, and then we'll have a you know a more idealistic uh, interpretation of what we want. You know, that was going <laughs> to kind of be my next follow up question: is is it, do you think it's more likely to come about from spontaneous order, or more likely because of you know the the uh, the economic free zones or, uh, oh man, what's the, the other term for it? The, the special, the charter cities or whatever, where they're allowed to do things different, where a larger organization mandates such things be tried. Um, and then, you know, experimented on and based on the results change the larger picture, right? Like, is it going to come from Venezuela, uh, or Chile going like, you know, this approval voting thing, let's give that a shot. Or is it going to be more like, all right, you know the the U.S. takes over. We bombed everyone out. We we deposed your <laughs> dictator, and then here's well, the, here's the US ten has, people. The U.S. has a history of putting in dictators, so I don't think it's going to come from the U.S. at all. <laughs> well, China, Russia, you know Germany. I don't care, right? But I'm saying like a larger power, uh, you know, d- deposing someone in charge in a country, and then putting in place the approval voting process for those citizens to select their next leader. Um, of course, choosing from the five or ten approved candidates by the 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 overarching government, right? Like, in my, in my, I'm just saying, in my example, Venezuela, uh, you know, Maduro gets overthrown by the U.S. They put five people in line, say like, you know, approval voting, pick your five, and you're going to do approval voting from here on out, right? Like, this is how you guys are going to do it from now on. Yeah, well, is, I, is, I mean, I don't know how that would happen, but you know, you, you're. Uh... Your story is just as possible as any others, I guess. Well, I, I, I think it's more likely to come about that way than it is the people going like, yeah, we're just going to change it, right? The people oh, yeah, in power, sure. like Maduro going like, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm stepping down as leader for life, right? 
and I'm just we're going to do approved voting because I I believe in this country, right? Or, no, I don't. Or, or China, no, Xi Jinping, or whatever. Gonna, no, that, dictators aren't going to do that at all. But of course not. But so, uh, but I I you know they're dictators in their own country. I don't hold them to like a higher standard or a lower standard than Congress people in this country. Mm-hmm. Right, like what Congress person is going to say? Like, you know what? I've got enough support in Congress. I got you know my fifty fifty percent plus one people supporting me. We're going to pass it. Even the president approves it. We're going to put this bill through that says approval voting uh, for all elections uh, for all federal elections going forward, or you know state elections on a lower level. Like I don't see I don't see that happening at all. Um, just like I don't see a dictator going that route at all. But I can see someone going like, no, you must do it this way going forward because I have the power and might to enforce it on your smaller organization, right? Like the feds could impose it on a state or another country as opposed to them, you know, rising up from the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Pro- definitely not going to happen. Yeah. Well, that's, like I said, probably if it was going to happen, it would happen on a, a smaller, less volatile uh, area of the world. Um, maybe, uh, maybe Estonia. Okay. <laughs> the you know what do you call it the 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 internet backed country or the, the oh, e yeah. country is that sure. what this, I don't know, but we'll see. <laughs> Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, maybe. Samoa, one of those. We'll, yeah, we, we they got nothing to lose. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Vote to vote to separate completely from the United States, and then and then put in their own uh, like political structure. Who knows? All right. Do you want to do headlines, or do you have more? Sure, more Let's to say. It. All mm-hmm. right, headlines. Headlines. Uh, how? Oh, this is a good one. How long will it take for the U.S. to collapse? Uh, headline, Dear Libertarians, Bitcoin Fixes This. And it doesn't say what this is until you get into the article. Uh, headline, Young Americans Are Right to Fear a Renewed Draft. Oh, yeah, that's another big thing but while you were away. Uh, headline, Approximately 100% of Trump's tariffs were paid by American buyers. A report. Uh, headline, LAPD officer falsely identified drivers as gang members to boost their numbers. Uh, headline, if I'm a criminal, it's open season, Atlanta police uh, to stop chasing criminals. And finally, headline, city says man's giant, semi-ironic Trump 2020 sign is a code violation. Uh, any place in particular you want to start this week, MC? Uh, let's see, uh, tariffs, tariffs are always fun. Tariffs, all right. Approximately 100%. This is, okay, I'm going to read the headline again, but when I first read the headline, I went, well, duh, right? <laughs> like, who in their right mind, uh, you know, in the in the anarchist slash libertarian slash liberty community, like, could not have seen, foreseen this? Uh, approximately 100% of Trump's tariffs were paid by American buyers. Uh, when President Donald Trump told reporters on December 27th that China was still paying tremendous amount of tariffs to the United States... It marked the 108th time that the president falsely conveyed which country pays for import tariffs in 2019, according to an analysis by Yahoo Finance. 
Uh, I'll just read this Trump tweet in the middle of the article. The United States Treasury has taken in many billions of dollars from the tariffs. We are charging China and other countries that have not treated us fairly. In the meantime, we're doing well in various trade negotiations currently going on. At some point, this had to be done. Uh, it's from January 3rd of 2019, so a little over a year ago, he put that out there. Uh, a tariff is simply a tax paid by importers or exporters in the U.S. for a certain class of goods. A fact that hasn't stopped the president from concocting nonsensical rationalizations to convince Americans that China has somehow been footing the bill for his, his administration's imposed tariffs. Don't let them tell you. The fact is, China devalues their currency, they pour money into their system, because of that, you're not paying for those tariffs. China's paying for those tariffs, Trump told an Ohio crowd at a rally in August. Until such time as there is a deal, we will be taxing the hell out of China. Uh, but despite the president's economic gas lighting, the National Bureau of Economic Research recently confirmed that U.S. tariffs continue to be almost entirely borne by U.S. firms and consumers, according to a Tuesday report from the New York Times. Uh, let me check the date on this article. January 7th. So this is a very recent article uh, when they're talking about the days here. Based on a working paper authored by economists at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, Mary Amiti, Columbia University professor David Weinstein, and Stephen J. Redding of Princeton, the trio's research concluded that American buyers paid for approximately 100% of Trump's administration's tariffs. According to the report, the author traced the value of imports before and after tariffs were imposed using customs data, revealing that levies to have had a negligible impact on China. Uh, we're just not seeing foreigners bearing the cost, which to me is very surprising, Professor Weinstein said in an interview with the Times. Really? <laughs> Even he thinks it's surprising? <laughs> surprising. Oh, yeah. Well, what the fuck, man? Come on, Professor. Uh, the latest NBER report only adds to the uh, uncontradicted body of research that confirms the president's tariffs are costing the U.S., not China, billions of dollars a year. In previous billions and billions. Ever heard seen that video? Billions. The the Trump video where he's saying billions and billions over yes, and over. Yes, look it up. It's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> especially with his little lips. Billions and billions. <laughs> 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 anyway, in, pre in previous research, the authors found that by December 2018, import tariffs were costing the United States consumers and importing businesses $3.2 billion per month in added taxes and another $1.4 billion per month in efficiency losses, the Times reported. Another study, published in October by researchers at Harvard University, the University of Chicago, and the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston, also found that almost all of the cost of the tariffs was being passed on from businesses in China to American importers. A Monday report from ProPublica similarly found that the administration's plan had not produced the promised result for average Americans, essentially only causing prices to rise as manufacturers move their plants to countries where manufacturing costs overall are slightly higher, but not nearly as costly as producing in the United States. Companies have moved manufacturing out of China, and it has mostly gone to Vietnam, Taiwan, and Mexico, the report stated. Tariffs are chiefly behind a month-long decline in domestic manufacturing. Federal Reserve researchers have found 
the total loss of jobs across the U.S. economy may be as high as 300,000. Uh, end of the article. So you, you threw in some comments in there. So did IMC. Uh, any other thoughts? Like, uh, unlike the, you know, the, the economics professors, uh, put, push nose up on you, push your glasses up on you. Like, were you, were you surprised by the headline or the, or the result of the studies? Um, no, I'm not surprised. Um, I, I was going to add something halfway through the article, but then they, they ended up reporting on that about the, uh, the, the, the manufacturing going to Vietnam, Taiwan, and Mexico, yep. and other countries. I, I talked to somebody who said, "Well, since since the tariffs in China uh, occurred, then it was better for them to go to South America uh, to to get their their product." Sure. Um, and so it would it would seem that it's you know slightly negative to China. I don't know. It's a big market. They could probably absorb it no problem. Probably not going to hurt China at all, uh, but it might help some people in South America. But it's definitely not going to help anybody in the U.S. Uh, right. So well, it's slightly and at a macro it, level, it's a loss. It's a total loss on a macro level. Well, it's it's a benefit to you know emerging markets in other countries. So right. basically, if if we just keep buying from China, then then China will will get all the trade. And it's that uh, I can't remember the Pareto principle or whatever, where uh, you know the, the ones that are succeeding succeed massively. Um, so if if you can put a break on China and 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 a, and a market merges somewhere else, uh, then that new place could eventually be the 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 one that wins all of that type of market, whatever it is. Um, and I you know I don't want to say it's. It's right or wrong. It's just something that happens, right? So sure. markets emerge, and whoever wins wins. I don't really care. I don't like people in South America any more than I'd like in China. Uh, so it's it's a wash to me. Um, most likely, a lot of these things are, are never going to be made in the U.S. because people in the U.S. have better things to do with their time. Okay. So, um, you know, whether we pay slightly more to get something from South America. Uh, okay you know still not great for us um but it could be great for people in south america versus uh you know china losing out a little bit so well, I'm, I'm just trying to look at it from both sides you know okay. saying so what well, that, that's why i said at the macro level it's a total loss because yes on the on the on the micro level on individual levels right there are there are winners and losers being sure. picked mm-hmm. um you know like if you if you put it if you put a tariff on you know high enough tariff on Chinese steel, and companies decide to to buy their steel from Americans, uh, then American steel wins at the expense of Chinese steel, but mm-hmm. the end consumer loses. Right, mm-hmm. it's a it's a net loss overall, even though they're going to be winners picked uh, in yeah. in you know in but between. Even then, a lot of that is 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 a maybe. We don't really know. It's it's hard to figure out because let's say China's government is stealing money from its its people to lower the costs of steel uh, by subsidizing it. Um, so, and that's, that's, that's where the, the, you know, Trump regime says uh, th- they're, they're being unfair with the way they do the, their business practices, um, which, which I would say, I don't care. Like you do, you, you know, let China do what China does. And, and uh, if, they want to provide us cheap steel, then uh, we should buy it. You know, <laughs> uh, 
is that kind of like the the 4D chess argument that people have when it comes to Trump, right? Like he's it's not necessarily America first, right? Well, but he if, he's got ideologies, right? And and whether they're right or wrong, it doesn't matter because he's like for some reason he has the power to make these decisions, which I think is just insane. Um, I don't think that was the intention of the Constitution to be able to put uh, uh, tariffs and uh, uh, sanctions uh, just whenever uh, one guy feels like it. That's to me, that's insane. Um, There's but, a lot of insanity going on right now. Let's, let's sure, yeah. Um, but I, I guess what what I'm saying is be, because if it's if it's the 4D chess argument from Trump, right? It's not necessarily about making Americans better. It's about making China worse off. So that they rethink their tariff decisions and their subsidies for their economy, like he's he's trying well, to. Well, maybe I I mean trying trying to figure that out is just you know it's it's not not worth my time. All, all I can do is look at the consequences, right? Well, yeah, but I mean that's I guess that I'm, just like you, I'm trying to find the other position here on why it's a good thing, right? Make Americans slightly worse off by making China really worse off is you know somehow a win. Uh, for America, because China loses so much more, right? It's it's a race to the bottom as opposed to a race to the top. Um, well, uh, if you want me to analyze Trump, it's it's basically he no. thinks. <laughs> I mean, you can, but good luck. Well, he's he thinks that China is being unfair with its practices. So, so what does that mean? It means that he, he believes that the government of China is subsidizing. Uh, certain markets in in China, so that it makes it not competitive for any other country to do. And so, China has, uh, uh, you know, a monopoly on you know certain markets. Uh, you know, and w- one of the, I think what he misses out on is one of the the biggest assets that China has is the amount of people that they have, and right. and that's and that's why they're competitive. It's not because the the government is subsidizing steel there. I mean, maybe that helps their manufacturing, um, but I don't think that's you know the only thing. There's, it's just it's it is the biggest market in the world. I think now uh, probably surpassed the U.S. a year or two ago. I don't know. Sure, but does Trump have some like secret negotiations going on with Vietnam, Taiwan, and Mexico? Going like, I'm really going to put the screws to China so that everyone comes to you guys and we can bump you guys up a little bit. And I, make sure I don't. I don't know. There. I don't know if he's thought about it that much. I think he. I think it's more of like a prejudice thing. He okay. says, "China is bad, and therefore I'll do whatever I think is the, the right thing to sure. to punish them." So, but I the, think Trump's, the Trump the Trump supporters it's much simpler. The Trump supporters who who like say he's really smart and playing the four D chess will say, "Yeah, he's like seventeen moves ahead of everybody else." So he's absolutely taking care of Vietnam, Taiwan, and Mexico uh, in order to in order to. Uh, benefit them at the expense of China until such a time that China changes their practices and gets on the same page, then it can be more competitive, right? Once China stops subsidizing and taking care and, and playing unfair, uh, then we're just going to, we're, we're, we're moving our ball to another field, right? We're going to hurt Maybe, China. Yeah. We're going to hurt China. We're going to hurt Americans until China loosens up. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously maybe. <laughs> there's, a, there's, been, there's been a lot of speculation on this show no, so but, far. No, but it's like, like what, what do you Who expect? Knows? What do you expect him to do? I mean, he he, he has this 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 crazy idea that that uh, 
China is is being unfair, and so he's doing you know whatever his he thinks his options are to uh, to make his point. So yeah, you know whether whether it's effective or not, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm going to go back to depends what the goal is, and I, at this point, unfortunately, I'm going to have to like take him at his word, right? When his when his campaign was make America great again, right? And we have a headline that says approximately 100% of Trump's tariffs were paid by American buyers. I don't see how hurting American buyers is a net benefit to the United States, right? It's a loss to the United States. It's a bigger loss to China. It benefits, uh, you know, some could say it benefits Vietnam, Taiwan, and Mexico, right? But Mm -hmm. just like you, who cares about Vietnam, Taiwan and Mexico is that is that is it the responsibility of the United States and the United States president to enhance the economy of those of those countries? No, not at all. Right? You, you if 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 your executive decisions are negatively impacting uh, your the the country that you are supposedly responsible for, that should be well, looked into. I mean, if if you take everything uh, a little bit out of context. Um, and, oh, and that's try to a make, pr- 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 you know, pr- <laughs> uh, predict the future here. Uh, would it be a good thing to have more trading partners around the world with, you know, uh, you know, once their economies start going, then they'll have, you know, the same ability to produce as China does. Okay. And so, you know, it, it could end up being good for America. Uh, I don't know. Um, do I? I still don't care that much. Okay. You know, like I don't care whether we're just trading with China or or trading with a whole bunch of things. You, you know, is it? Does it cost the American uh, market a little bit? Um, yes, or, it a, does. or a lot, it, and it does. I don't. I don't think how. I, I don't see how that's uh, anybody can argue against it. You know, it's, it's it does. You know, tariffs cost uh, money, and it. Is the government going to spend those tariffs back on on the U.S. economy in a way that that makes America great? I kind of doubt it. They're probably just going to spend it on the military, <laughs> which again they're ramping up because of all the uh, Iranian uh, stuff. Well, they're ramping it up no matter what. Even even without the Iranian Iranian thing, he's uh, expanding military. So, all right, I just. I mean, I I, I want to say I see your point with with more trading partners, uh, but I also go like, well, if if that were if that were the investment opportunity, right? If moving your plants to Vietnam, Taiwan, Mexico was a a great long term investment, um, you wouldn't need an executive like Trump putting tariffs in the way to make that happen, right? Businessmen and speculators would well, see the risk they, involved and take they wouldn't and make th- they wouldn't do it because China is is uh subsidizing certain markets in in China and so it's hard for any other country to break through because of the way China is is doing things in certain markets so there's there's always going to be you know like well we could you know buy sugar from South America uh, if our government got out of the way but um you know for 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 steel, if they've got that market locked down because of the, you know, Chinese government is subsidizing it, um, you know, same same thing with U.S. corn. Like, we, we flood the whole world with with U.S. corn, and so nobody else is gonna need to produce corn because they could get it for 
you know, so cheap from the U.S. Right. So, yeah, it's like it's it's more stupid games going on. Um, right. And if if that's the case, let's go to corn for a minute. If that's the case, uh, it it I would say it would be more incumbent upon the citizens of the United States who are paying the subsidy or who are you know paying for the subsidies mm-hmm. to keep corn low cost all over the world to say no we're not going to do that and right. once that happens then other markets can open up right? right it's it's not our responsibility to open up china's market just like it's not china's responsibility to put tariffs on corn so that the world corn market gets opened up elsewhere sure it'd be much better off if everybody just uh <laughs> did their own thing the best they could without government intervention yeah um, i don't i don't know if 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 trump's you know calling out china on their market manipulation is going to help anything because he's also manipulating the market sure <laughs> pot kettle kettle pot kind of a you know yeah what the hell's up with that yeah no i i i absolutely despise the the amount of market manipulation the us does especially in in food production um because it destroys other markets around the world um you know that's Af- exactly what you just said in in africa for example um or the, another good example is like haitian rice mm-hmm. right like ha- haitians used to grow a lot yeah. of rice and that rice and they, issue hits it's africa as well because we dump a whole bunch of rice and corn on them and then they don't produce it anymore yeah they and don't produce anything because they've got rice yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a one big manipulation yeah all right we got time for one more do you want to do one more Go for it. All right. This, will, this one will be fun as well, and we'll stick with the Trump thing because it's short. City says man's giant semi-ironic Trump 2020 sign is a code violation. A massive 15-foot-tall Trump Pence yard sign has unfortunately turned political. Uh, a 15-foot-tall Pence, uh, Trump Pence yard sign has turned extra political after a city government in Washington ordered a homeowner to lower the placard or risk the ire. Of code enforcement. Uh, West Bremerton resident Kevin Chambers said that the 32 square foot Trump 2020 campaign sign in his front yard started out as a joke, having been installed by his friends as a prank while he was out of town. Uh, I had originally just laughed it off and decided I'd leave it up for a week or so and then take it down. Chambers tells Reason, who described himself as actually pretty liberal. Uh, he does co-host a radio show one night a week on local AM station described by King Five as a conservative outlet. But that was before he saw comments on a local Facebook group threatening to vandalize his sign. At that point, Chambers decided the sign was going to stick around for a while longer. Uh, I'm not a huge supporter of President Trump, but I'm even less of a fan of people trying to tell me what I can and can't do in my own yard, he said. Uh, In an interview with King 5, Chambers said he even planned to add a big Democratic campaign sign once the party picks its nominee. Eventually, this trolling provoked a local vandal to graffiti the Trump sign. Uh, To prevent future defacement, a friend of Chambers placed the sign atop 15-foot wooden stilts. Uh, That move might have deterred the vandals, but it attracted the ire of city code enforcers. Uh, the week of Christmas, Chambers received a letter from the city informing him that the non-commercial sign can be no taller than six feet and that he had until January 21st to lower it or get rid of the sign or face possible fines. 
City planners stressed to the Kitsap Sun that their sign height limit is content neutral and based on international signage standards. They say that they do not proactively enforce the code, but are required to take action when violations are reported. Chambers said the city's practice of relying on citizen complaints nevertheless carries its own form of bias in the largely liberal community. Uh, Kitsap County, where West Bremerton sits, voted 50 to 9 in favor of Hillary Clinton in 2016. Uh, Gary Johnson earned 6.9%. Uh, that's someone who saw the giant chump sign and didn't like it. I guarantee if this had been a Biden or Gabbard or Warrens or Sanders, it would have never been reported, he said. Uh, Chambers said that regardless of the code, his sign poses no safety risk and that he should therefore be allowed to keep it. It's his yard after all. Uh, why does anyone have a right to tell me what they can and do in the yard? I don't think it's the government's room to do that. I don't think it's our neighbor's room to do that, says Chambers. The Supreme Court ruled in 2015 that local governments cannot regulate signs based on the content of the message. Uh, this ruling probably offers little protection to Chambers, who's being railroaded by a content-neutral sign ordinance purportedly passed to protect public safety. Regardless of the constitutional issue, freedom lovers everywhere will sympathize with his desire to keep a giant, semi-ironic political sign in his front yard only because people told him he couldn't. Uh, and on that last line, they're goddamn right, which is why I pulled this article up. <laughs> Leave him alone. Uh, but your thoughts, MC, on this uh, giant Trump sign sitting in a guy's yard? Um, yeah, I don't have too many thoughts about it um uh is, is he a statist is this yes, more status yeah. status on status action <laughs> i get i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna take that position sure i think that that's true for most most people <laughs> right a lot of it's, these code it, violations is rarely against anarchists yeah in general yeah so um, he get he, he's got what's coming to him because you know because he's in favor of the state yeah, I'm okay with that. By the way, if that's your position, I'm fuck. I'm fucking fantastic. I don't. No, I'm just saying it. It it happens a lot, and um, like, who am I gonna feel sorry for? I'm I'm probably not gonna go out of my way to help that guy or to, you know, you know, whatever. But um, well, I like the fact it's, that it's not even his sign, right? Like his friends put it up. He got a good laugh at it, and then when you know, uh, uh, nosy ne'er do wells. And, you know, those types of people decided they wanted to make an issue out of it. Then he decided to fight back. I like his fight back mentality right. more than I care about the sign in his yard. But the reason why he wants to fight back is because he's 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 the minority in his community. So, you know, 50 to 9 uh, in, in favor of Hillary Clinton. Um, uh he he's sure. he's probably fighting just because of the the political nature, not because he really cares about you know freedom of speech issues. You know. Oh, see, I did not get that from the article because it said in the art. Here's a quote. I'll read the quote again. I'm not a huge supporter of Trump, but I'm even less of a fan of people trying to tell me what I can and can't do in my own. Yard. Okay, not not being a huge supporter of a tr of Trump, but he's probably definitely anti Hillary. So <laughs> maybe it's like. <laughs> But he's not anti-Democrat, right? He's, you know, he, maybe that's the that's the thing. I I think he probably is. Um, okay, he's he's probably really upset about uh, you know people telling him what he yeah. can, he can't can or cannot well, do on here, his property, which is fine. Here's the last line of that same paragraph. Chambers said he even planned to add a big Democratic campaign sign once the party picks its nominee. 
So again, if, if that's to be believed, right, this has nothing to do with Trump versus Democrats or Republicans versus Democrats. It's, haha, I've got a giant sign in my yard. Oh, you motherfuckers want to tell me to take it down. You have no idea that this was going to get even funnier, but since you're going to crack down, I'm going to fight back. Like, that's that's my takeaway. Um, you obviously... Uh, yeah, I was reading felt- into it when I wanted to. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't even going to accuse you of that. I was going to say you obviously interpreted uh, the article a little differently than me. Which is fine, right? It's 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 up for interpretation, but that's, you know, also fine. No, I was just I was just trying to find a way to uh, to make it okay that he's being lambasted to, by to, to to discount this guy. Because, oh, okay. because he's got political signs in his yard that he cares about. <laughs> okay, no, that's the thing. I don't think he cares, right? His his friends put it up. He laughed. Then they put it on stilts, and it thought it was funny. And then you know. When when they said when the code enforcers and the neighbors said like we don't like your sign he went well kind of go fuck yourself and we'll see well you know we'll we'll see what happens there um, any other thoughts final thoughts no all right that'll wrap it up for us no we went a little bit over which is good because MC's back and we can have fun with this again uh, thank you very much for listening everybody you guys know where to find us anarchistexperience.com minds.com slash the anarchist experience and if you'd like to contribute to the show financially uh, do so through patreon patreon.com slash the anarchist experience uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to y'all next week peace